0: Blob Talk Radio Once I drifted out in sin Had no hope nor joy within And my soul was burdened down With pride Then my Savior came along And he showed me I was wrong And he placed me on the winning side Well I'm on. Yes, I'm on the winning side Out in sin, no more will I abide I've enlisted in the fight For the cause of truth and right Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side I will never have a fear for my Lord near, and in Him so often I confide. Well, He's the keeper of my soul, since I gave Him full control, and He placed me on the winning side. Well, am I?
1: Hello, folks. Welcome back to A Voice in the Wilderness. On tonight's show, we got some interesting things to talk about. We just had the uh, chemical, supposed chemical weapons attack in Syria. Um, right as Trump announced that he was going to pull the troops out of Syria, completely leave that place, uh, the Pentagon stepped in and said, No, we're not going to let you do that. Uh, our boys have to stay there. And, uh, and so then, right after that, uh, we have this supposed chlorine gas attack in the town of Duma, and Russia is saying this is fake news, um, and many others are saying that this is fake news. It's obviously very convenient for them, um, because... The globalists and the Pentagon and the deep state within the Pentagon and the military-industrial complex obviously want um, World War III. They would like nothing better. Um, I believe that their strategy right now, um, because they, uh, I don't believe that they could pull off um, an assassination against Trump. um, Although they probably could. That is, that is not their um, intended um, goal for right now because um, it would cause a civil war and it would be way too obvious. Everybody would know that it was the deep state behind it. And so what they're trying to do is to start World War III um, because if they can start World War III then it doesn't matter whether Donald Trump is in the White House or whether Mickey Mouse is in the White House. If millions of people die from World War III, then they can easily uh, build the New World Order out of his ashes, out of the aftermath of World War III. And so um, have you heard um, about this chlorine gas attack in Syria? I know you've heard about it, but what do you know about it?
2: to look into it. What I do know is that they've been trying to uh, get this narrative off the ground for a really long time, and it was rejected um, several times uh, in the past as uh, many came out ahead of it. Um, I, I believe a lot of things have been uh, held back because people will get out ahead of the, uh, the false flag, if you will, and, and, and it really causes a lot of problems for them to pull it off I mean we saw, uh, we saw in the past, and I'm not saying that people didn't die, because um, uh, people do die. But that, that's not the point I'm trying to make here. The point is, is that we've seen in the last uh, attempt with the fake media that uh, that these bodies were being handled with uh, first responders with no no real breathing apparatuses, and and we know that a real true sarin gas attack or any of these by biological uh, attacks that if you approach the body without the proper uh, equipment that it would kill you dead, dead as a hammer. So, you know, so what What am I saying? We've seen them stage it. We've seen them um, try to get that narrative off the ground because they know that our president has drawn a line in the sand on genocide of, uh, you know, a leader killing his own people. But, you know, honestly, uh, we don't see how, uh, if you logically look at this, how it would be advantageous for that leader to do that to his own people and bring uh, an attack upon himself um, through this. And and typically what we're, what we're looking at here, kind of putting my life on the line to say it, but uh, is the CIA that's what uh that's what our CIA does. They go out and mock things up and uh they get they they get war started they get uh, and and they they certainly don't have a problem killing people uh along the way so this newest attack i mean they've tried to get this narrative off the ground so many times I'm surprised that they can even get any traction with this, so they probably had to kill some people this time um, to do it, but, uh, it's ridiculous. And, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that our, that our president can, even if he has, uh, if he's insulated himself with, uh, with people that are part of the deep state, giving him this, uh, I, I'm hoping that he can, that, uh, matter of fact, I'm not going to hope, I'm going to pray that he can see through this narrative that, that we must withdrawal from syria we must bring our troops out of this conflict and let um let these other folks that are over there every you know china russia let let them sort it out it it absolutely appears to me to be a hook in the jaw like we just cannot uh get out of this conflict no matter what even though he was going to he he last week said we're pulling the troops out of syria and then what happened he got pressure from the pentagon the pentagram I should call it. So that's really an entanglement with, uh, with the Luciferian, uh, deep state, um, bloodletting, devil worshiping, you know, I don't know, CIA. Um, and yet Trump is smart enough to know that he's not getting, uh, he, he tweeted that he's not getting the information that he wanted, uh, from the FBI and the DOJ on stuff regarding, uh, uh, stuff that was going on with uh, the DOJ and you know involving Hillary and and Obama and uh, many others, some of them that he's let go out of his administration. So this this whole entanglement though in Syria really it, it appears to be the catalyst that uh, could really draw us into a a war that would be like no other war we've had.
1: Yeah, um, and like you said, how dumb do you have to be to think that Assad would gas, chlorine gas his own people and kill his own people and inflict a war upon himself? Mm -hmm. That makes no sense whatsoever.
2: No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And
1: we like you said, we know that the the last gas attack was totally fake. Anybody that knows anything could tell that just from watching the video. And we don't even have any evidence, real evidence, I don't think, that this even happened. So, I mean, who's to say that, that it's actually even happened? There's no video. There's, I mean, so it's just ridiculous. I've, I can't believe that uh, Trump isn't smart enough to figure this out. Oh, I really thought he was smart. Go there.
2: I, I, that, that's, don't go there. He wants to get out of. He wants. He announced that he wanted to get out of Syria. Uh, the Pentagon. He, he, you know, he's under some constraints. So to just say duplicit, du, duplicity that he is uh, dumb is is not is not it's not it's not respectful. I think he's a lot smarter than, than we think he is. So then he's being forced to go along with his narrative is
1: what you're saying. I mean, he's
2: got a, his, uh, his uh, Trump tower, uh, the 50th floor, of the Trump tower was just on fire. Uh, Does anyone, does anyone, can anyone even conceivably imagine the threats and the constraints that are on this man. I know for a fact, uh, months ago, he wasn't even allowed to field calls to the other nation states without a general sitting there being on a party line. So I'm telling you, uh, you know, again, back to common sense, there's a lot more going on here than the ECI.
0: Yeah. I,
2: I believe he's a That's Patriot. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to call him stupid.
1: Yeah. Um, So uh, let's move on to uh, another topic.
2: And I just want to say the reason I won't call him stupid, anybody that's willing to give up a billionaire's lifestyle to risk his life and the life of his family to try to go up against these uh, Luciferians, he he deserves our our utmost respect, I think. That's just me. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, I think you're right. I, I have to agree with you. Um, I believe that he must be uh, being threatened and coerced <laughs> to go along uh, with this narrative and and uh, go along with the Pentagon's battle plan of what they want to do and what they want to happen. Um, and uh, so, Russia also just deployed seventy-seven thousand. Uh, troops to the uh, Ukrainian border. Uh, what do you think about that? I, I mean, what what do you think they're doing over there?
2: Well, that's a massive amount of uh, of troops, and you, you know, you move you move a uh, thousand troops, you move uh, five thousand troops. Uh, even if you move 7,000 troops, 77,000 troops. Well, I know that we were just over to uh to Vietnam and uh that we've been moving around um in different places with our, our military presence, and uh, and I, I think that uh, I think Russia is concerned um over. Some of the things that are going on with uh, with China, uh, China is, is set to go to war. Um, you know the petrodollar, the tariffs. I mean, all of these things.
1: These, uh, you know,
2: China is uh, kind of, uh, you know, they're raising the stakes up. Now, the thing of it is, back to Trump. You know, we've had unfair trade deals forever. And for him to want to try to reset that, of course, there's going to be pain and, uh, and suffering. But, you know, I, I was hoping that it wouldn't mean war. But uh, in his uh, in his mind, um, the way you get uh, America to be great again is to make it um, fair in the, in the trade realm uh, and not to be taken advantage of. Now, he ran on that platform, and the American people – with him on that, and so there's going to be a um, a process that takes place, and I think China is, is a big part of that, and and Russia has to um, offset these threats for their own um, for their own nation state. Um, but one thing I do know is that uh, they're, they're going to side with China initially and China's going to side with Russia initially. And so it it, it should be a, a big concern. If I wasn't saved, I would be very concerned that we were really headed headlong into a, uh, a serious battle here, uh, one that the Russian general says would be a nuclear war and a war like none other before. So, you know, we see this. Um, it's so com complex. There's so many different things going on at one time. You know, it's hard for me to interpret whether this is um, a Syria Syria um, collusion. You know, of what's going on there with Assad and uh, us. You know, having to show that we're going to tit for tat react to that line that uh, had been drawn in the sand, which I'm I with you. I believe it's a totally a false narrative. But we know that, that Russia has promised to retaliate if we send one missile into Damascus. And in. so, it you know, it, it's, part, it's part of uh, the deep state. It's part of um, the petrodollar. It's definitely part of the petrodollar. It's definitely part of the tariffs. Uh, it's very complex, but the bottom line is, is it's like a tinderbox. I mean, it it could go hot, really, at any second.
1: Yep, definitely. And like I said, they just want death and destruction so that they can bring on the Antichrist and the New World Order.
2: Well, I should also say that that you have to realize that, okay, these documents that... That our president is tweeting about, he's tweeting about DOJ and uh, uh, the FBI. Um, whatever is in these documents, they don't want it to come public. They don't want the president to see it. It could even be spelling out a plan to assassinate him. I mean, it's, uh, that's no joke. So, you know, the only way to really make all this go away is a is nuclear war. That's what's got me the most concerned because I've known for for some time that Trump uh, was being used to uh, show the infirmities of of uh, America, uh, all the things being done in darkness that would be revealed. But you've got to admit, one of the most dangerous things there is when. These people are running like cockroaches right now as the light shined in. I mean, they're capable. I honestly believe they're capable of doing things there's not much that they're not, not capable of doing good. Yeah.
1: Um, can, you, can you talk a little bit closer into your phone? I don't know what it is. To, uh, it's
2: right up here. I've got uh, it right, it's right up a to my – hard to
1: hear. There. Okay. Now that's a lot better. Okay. So, um, let's talk about this uh, Hillsong Church and Hillsong uh, Worship Group. They're uh, a top, uh, one of the most popular contemporary Christian uh, worship groups right now. They have a huge church in Australia. Um, you know, they're just like your your uh, Bethel Church in in Redding, California, or you know these other um, uh, you know, charismatic uh, churches, and I'm not against charismatic myself, you know, I believe totally in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But the problem is is that there's so many of these churches that uh, aren't operating in the Holy Spirit. They're because of, of uh, not walking in obedience to God's commandments, and faithfully teaching his word and following his word, these other spirits have been allowed to come into these to these uh, churches because they totally embrace uh, worldliness and uh, and sin and false doctrine and and so in this uh, in this music video this or not a mu- really a music video but there's a video. That you can watch of uh, Hillsong singing a worship song, and it's they kind of have this this like play thing going as the song is going to kind of illustrate the song. And it's a uh, video.
2: It's a music yeah, video. It's,
1: it's a bit. Well, a music video is a little bit different, I guess, than uh, okay. than playing a song on stage because um, music videos have other, uh, videos that aren't part of the band that kind of tell the story of the song. But anyways.
2: Okay, if you say so. I say it's a music video.
1: All right, well, whatever you want to call it. Um, an actual demon manifests in this, uh, in their song or music video called Peace. That's the name of their song, I guess. And, uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, In the video, there's a woman riding a beast. Um, And so, it just shows there's no discernment anymore in the body of Christ. Um, And I would say that most of the people that are into this kind of stuff and go to these big churches are really not part of the body of Christ. Um, That's for sure. And... uh, I haven't watched the video yet, but I know you have so um describe what this looks like
2: well i i uh this this whole discernment thing is kind of interesting because I think people are wa- i think uh I think the true blood bought believers of Christ are waking up, and I think they're waking up in groves um but there, there is a so-called church out there that is deceived, and uh, it too is, you know, growing stronger uh, and adding. Hell expanded itself without measure, and so are these churches. So, anyways, yeah, watching the video, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's obvious that uh, that they are against the light and uh, that they are uh, the, the color red instead of the bride of Christ being white, that uh, this bride becomes the color of red. And uh, just a real demonic um, thing is the crown is cast down, which would be typically at the feet of Jesus. Uh, but in this case, um, the crown is cast down before Lucifer. And, uh, if you understand the interpretation of, of what's happening, including, uh, the hands that are taking the crown off are not the hands of, uh, any bride or woman I have ever seen. Um, it would look like the hands of a witch, which no pun intended is probably what, uh, these people's hearts are. And, uh, really describes those that are are following um Lucifer. But yeah, the whole thing is a uh, is a a play on scripture and of course their their uh their messiah is Lucifer. So I don't know what else to tell you about it. You'd have to watch it and yeah, and man. It's it's a real rejection of it's in a what what I saw, here's what I saw. I saw an abomination of the scripture. That's what I saw.
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, I just watched the video, and there's a, there's a big, huge skull behind the behind the stage as the backdrop. There's uh, a dude playing drums that have animal skulls in front of the drums. I mean, it's just like it's not. There's nothing Christian about it. And
2: but that describes the church you, today.
1: Yeah. But when you mix Christianity with the occult or with worldliness, that is more of an abomination to God than just straight up 100% evil, you know, Luciferianism or occultism. Yeah. Because you're mixing the two together. It's so sick. It's so disgusting. It is. It makes me want to throw up that these people would even... Uh, call themselves Christians. You know, the Bible says, who, whoever names the name of Christ, let him depart from iniquity. And if, so if you're going to call yourself a Christian, you have to depart from iniquity. Otherwise, you're doing God more harm than you're doing good. You're, you're, you're bringing shame and hurt to the gospel. You're not furthering his kingdom. You're just making it look bad. And mm-hmm. so that's why it's so it's so important to uh, depart from iniquity. Um, but you know this isn't this isn't new. Uh, um, you know in the Bible, um, when uh, the uh, kingdom of Israel split into the northern kingdom of the ten tribes and then the southern kingdom of Judah and Benjamin, uh, the northern kingdom was constantly um, in idolatry, and they when you actually study the high places were in the Bible, you know, it talks about how some of the kings tore down the high places and uh, got rid of uh, that the occultism there. Um, mm-hmm. When you read it, you know, you, you assume that it's just um, 100% occultism going on in the high places, you know, worshipping, uh, burning incense to Baal and roth and these pagan gods well really the northern kingdom they thought that they were following God they mixed uh, Judaism with paganism and that was that's more disgusting to God than just 100 uh, percent you know satanism and uh, and then eventually Judah was was more faithful throughout uh, the time of uh, the divided kingdom, up until the Babylonian exile, they were more faithful uh, to true Judaism, uh, to the law, to you know actually following uh, the God of Israel, and uh, but eventually they uh, really started to depart, and uh, they had certain kings um, throughout their history of the kingdom of Judah that were evil, um, but they had some. Right, uh, some righteous kings as well. Um, and then eventually, you know, you get to the book of Jeremiah, and he's, uh, you know, prophesying that if they don't repent, then they would be judged, and they were judged. They were, um, many of them were killed and took captive to Babylon, and it wasn't until 70 years later when they returned. But anyways, um, you know, that's that's really the same thing that we're, that's going on in America. Um, and in most churches in America, you know, we, we want to say that we're following God, but we're mixing worldliness in with it, just like the high places. It's, you know, it's got a veneer of, of Christianity, but there's no preaching of, of repentance from sin and righteousness and judgment to come. And and so it's, it's this mixture that is just disgusting to God. And... uh it's uh, it's really bad, and we're going to be judged for it uh, eventually, just like Judah was. And uh, you know, Ju- it says that Judah knew better than than Israel, the Northern Kingdom, because they had seen what happened to them, and Judah was the the righteous kingdom for the most part. And so they knew better. In America, we we know better because we have been. Uh, the greatest Christian nation in history, and uh, we've departed from our our Christian roots, and and so the Bible says that to whom much is given, much is required, and we're we're in for a very harsh judgment um, when it finally comes down. But anyways, um, you know this Hillsong Church, it's just part of the uh, the one world religion that's that's emerging. You know people are. Christianity is getting so watered down that the people in these mega churches that don't read their Bibles, that aren't, they're not, most of them, just about all of them in these type of churches are not true born-again believers. And they're mixing Christianity with occultism and Satanism, as you can see in this video. And uh, they're just getting closer and closer to a one-world religion step by step, like a boiled frog. You know, you, you throw a frog in boiling hot water right away, he's going to jump right out. But if you put him in lukewarm water and then you just turn it up slowly, you can kill that frog. That's the same thing that's happening uh, with Christianity. Those that refuse to truly follow God and walk in his ways... Are being slowly led astray into this uh, one-world religion, and there's there's so many other people that are behind this. You know, uh, Bethel Church has some really crazy stuff that they do. That uh, you know, we could get into talking about that, but we don't really have the time. Um, and, you know, you got your your Benny Hens and all just all this apostasy. And uh, we've got all this, this, you know, slain in the spirit stuff, um, which is totally not from God. It's uh kundalini spirit. And so, you know, when people stop reading the Bible, they're very susceptible to this kind of deception.
2: Yeah, that... Uh... That's, that's exactly right. So we've got a collusion within the church. We've got a, uh, technology trying to, uh, to right now through the 5g network, trying to, uh, you know, it, it's so complex, but I'll just try to, in a nutshell say that through these ley lines, um, they're trying to also, it ties into the Kundalini spirit, which I just learned, uh, Last night as I was looking into this, um, they're really trying to put up this uh, fence of AI, uh, which is the all-seeing eye, which would be as close technologically as they could get to becoming omnipresent. Um, Also giving uh, those who then are under their control with that Kondalini spirit Um, an easy mark to carry out the work of the beast Um, and of course desire to have the mark and all of the uh, short term benefits that will come with that even though they're damning themselves to hell Um, I just find it interesting how quickly that this uh, a lot of people don't want to think technology will be used against us but uh, I got news for you the serpent is hard at work to to oppress people. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be very important to be underneath the blood as a barrier that, uh, uh, and, and be in covenant with, uh, with the Lord, with the father, because, uh, if you're not, this technology is real, it's strong, it's ancient, by the way, it was here before, um, all of the pyramids and, uh, and all of these uh, significant um, places, like the pyramid, the Great Pyramids, are on these ley lines, and they were, were doing this before. So uh, it, it's just uh, I, I'm not going to go into that whole subject tonight. But uh, but you know, so what's my point with that? My point right now that I'm trying to make is is there's there's oppression from all angles. And uh, we're supposed to test the spirits and, and quickly you can see where to reside and where to run from. And if you're in a church right now that is uh, uh, pl- not only supporting uh, Hillsong, but playing their music in the church and um, you're not having a pastor read scriptures to you, but just tell you a story, I mean, you're in trouble. You're you're in real, real danger, Um and uh you know everybody wants to hold hands and sing kumbaya but you're going to be holding the the hand next to you might be that of a demon or lucifer himself you know you better you better get in that word get your mind renewed and uh and and plead the blood um because what we're going into you know i it, it's tenocracy, it's uh, oppression it's bloodletting. It's uh, stuff that's fundamentally been going on for a long time with uh, blood sacrifices with children. Um, and, 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 I mean, the spirit cooking and stuff that was shown to us from the Podestas and the Clintons. I mean, people don't want to believe this stuff. Even when the light was sh- shining on it and, and through WikiLeaks, uh, the material was available. People don't want to know the truth. They The flesh... You know, it it wants to party. And uh, the devil's got good music. You know, I get that. But the problem is, sin leads to destruction. And uh, that's what we really have on this planet right now, is the repercussions of sin. So it's like a crescendo. It's like birthing pains. And uh, you're right. This country is going to get judged. I believe it's going to be a financial judgment to begin with. I don't know that it's going to. I mean, you don't need a nuclear bomb to go off when uh, people realize that uh, paper in their wallet is, I mean, it's a debt. It's, uh, there's no value to it. So, And then everything follows with that with uh, real estate and investments and 401Ks. And I mean, there's people that literally live for money. That's, that's Their life is all about their money and what they can buy with it and the power and uh, their strength and their worth and everything about it flows from how much they have in their pocketbook and i'm telling you those people are wow um they're going to be in a lot of trouble because unless you can hold it and you can eat it um it's the bible says they'll cast their gold and silver out in the streets it'll have no value folks maybe initially it'll be a buffer from the from the failing dollar but in the long term it's the real treasure is jesus he is the, the one that uh, has value and is worthy to be praised. Amen.
1: Amen. It's all about uh, what we can do for Jesus, and uh, only what we do for his kingdom and his glory will last in eternity. Everything else will be consumed and burned, burned up on Judgment Day the Bible says in uh, 2 Corinthians. Um, but I have a, uh, switching gears here, a very interesting topic of uh, Bible prophecy to talk about here. Um, Daniel chapter 7 has a prophecy of the uh, four beasts. Uh, uh, first one is a lion. The second one um. or no, it's the first one is a lion that has eagle's wings. Second one is a bear. Third one is uh, a leopard. And then there is the uh, fourth beast, which is the end times, you know, mystery Babylon, uh, revived Roman Empire, uh, New World Order. And so, um, some uh, Bible scholars and Bible teachers have taught that the uh, the four the four kingdoms in uh, Daniel chapter two are the same as these four beasts in Daniel chapter seven, and uh, that simply is is just not true. I don't believe that they that they're the same. I don't believe that God would. You know, reiterate the same exact thing um, again in the book of Daniel, and uh, so just to sum up the uh, the four kingdoms in Daniel chapter two. You know, everybody, pretty much everybody that studies Bible prophecy knows that the first one was Babylon, second one, um, Medo-Persia. Uh, Medo-Persia conquered. Uh, Babylon, and they became the world power, and then Greece under Alexander the Great became the next world power, and then uh, Rome became the fourth world power, and then we know that the Roman Empire collapsed, Um, and the influence of the Roman Empire um, is still spread, has spread around the world still to this day. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, we, we can still see its, its influence, especially with the, uh, Catholic Church, um, and they really have a great deal of influence in the, uh, the deep state and the Illuminati and just the, uh, the powers that be, um, you know, there's been tons and tons of books written on that. But anyways, so Daniel chapter 7, um, we have these four beasts that come out of the sea, just like in Revelation 13, the beast that came up out of the sea, talking about the uh, Antichrist. Um, But anyways, the first was like a lion, and uh, that is talking about uh, Great Britain right there. And then it says that it had eagle's wings. We know that uh, America uh, came out of Great Britain, and then we had the American Revolution. We separated from them and uh, became an independent nation. And uh, and then it says, I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked off and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. And so um, we'd understand through the prophecies of, uh, a. A. Allen, Dimitri Dudeman, and Henry Gruber, that uh America will be uh, destroyed in the last days. Um, we know that God will preserve a, a remnant um, in America uh, but also um so so uh, then the um the lion being uh Great Britain um and a, uh, a man's heart uh, being given to it is uh, is talking about um, a uh, revival that will happen in, uh, in Great Britain um, in the end days, um, that they will uh, have a revival of Christianity. And uh, this isn't far-fetched at all because... Britain has produced some of the, well, actually, pretty much, say, the greatest uh, preachers in history. Uh, you know, the John Wesley's, the uh, George Whitefield, Charles Spurgeon, who's considered the greatest preacher of all time. Um, and so then we have this is the most interesting one right here: the uh, the prophecy of the uh, of the bear. And it says, it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it, and they said thus unto it, arise, devour much flesh. And so, um, many Bible prophecy teachers have taught that this is Russia, and I believe that it is Russia because um, when it talks about it being raised up on one side, it's a prophecy of how... Um, 90% of, of uh, Russia's um, population is on its western side. And uh, if you don't believe me, just look into it. Just about all of its population is right on its very western side, right next to Eastern Europe. And there's hardly anybody that lives on the whole entire central and eastern side of the country. It's just like a barren wilderness, pretty much. And uh, and then it says that it, Arise, devour, or... And it had three ribs in the mouth, mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. And uh, I believe that that is a prophecy talking about how Russia will conquer three nations um in Eastern Europe, and then from there it will it will get more um, powerful and uh later Russia will conquer much of the world during world War three and uh we know that they have superior the most superior military technology in the world um you look at their their uh, new tanks, uh, their, their jets, their fighter jets, uh, their electronic jamming technology that allows them to, um, you know, one of their uh, jets to disable all the electronics on a U.S. aircraft carrier or battleship. That's happened twice before. We've talked about that before. It's called the uh, the Kibbeni. Uh, electronic jamming device and I believe China also has the technology um, there they just came out with their next generation of uh, nuclear technology which is superior to anyone else's in the entire world Um, their their, uh, missile defense technology is superior to everyone else's with their S-300 and S-400 missile defense systems Um, so anyways With the prophecies of uh, A. A. Allen and Henry Gruber, and Dmitry Dudeman, we know that Russia will uh, attack the U.S. And so, uh, they're going to really be the victors in in World War III. Um, And so, that's that's a very um, interesting prophecy. And then again, the... uh, um, the fourth beast is the New World Order, and, uh, if you want to, um, study this more in depth, there's an article, um, on, uh, WatchmanAlexander.com where he really breaks all this stuff down, and, uh, it's very interesting, and, uh, he describes it more in depth, so... go there. um, It's his article called America, Britain, and Russia are in your Bible, but not where you might think. And so it's really interesting. What do you think about this?
2: Well, I think that you've uh, studied and looked into it uh, a lot more than I have. Um, But uh, I can certainly see the, the points that you're covering and, and i would I would agree with them and I've, I've heard talk of, uh, of this in the past and and I think it, uh, it it does pay matter of fact God has a promise uh, and I pay um, I, I like to think I pay attention to his promises and his word and one of them is reading revelation um, so if you're avoiding that book for some reason because your pastor won't touch it um, you're, you're missing out they uh he he's given us that book of his revelations um and we're blessed if we'll if we'll read and 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 study them and uh the, the point moreover will be that these things won't uh take us over by surprise he doesn't want that for his for his believers um, so no i think it's i think it's uh kind of a kind of a real neat um subject um and uh, god bless you for for looking into it and and it helps us understand and it helps us show show us the times that we're in right now because we see the maneuvering of russia and uh you know i'm not one that's uh i'm not all freaked out about russia but i'll tell you this they they, they're they're all over in bible prophecy and russia and china uh kind of coming together as a as a real power to you know god will use uh uh, certain countries to judge um, judge other other countries. I mean, this has been going on. You can read it in the Bible, and it goes on, continues to uh, go on today. But I, I believe the reason we're having a reprieve um, right now for uh, financial and uh, spiritual uh, renewal is because our current um, president has decided to bless Israel and. And, uh, I believe that could be the one strand that is, is keeping, um, if, 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 if there is such a thing as one strand, you know, you got a, a wire rope and you take all the strands off, but one, and this one strand is holding back the absolute destruction or financial collapse, or however calamity that you want a new world order, um, uh, finality from coming to be is, is perhaps, um, this one strand of, of blessing (laughs) and, and I'll take it. I I think it's wonderful um, that uh, you know, the, the many things he's done to, uh, to back Netanyahu, back Israel. Um, I mean, they love him. They, they absolutely love him over there. And uh, there's a train station going in and it's uh, they're, they're going to put his name on it and it's, it's a big deal, folks. It's a big deal. Um, being blessed or being cursed. Uh, you don't want to be on the the, the side of uh, the nations that curse Israel. So, um, and, and under Obama, we were we were doing exactly that. And I think we were headed headlong into destruction if that would have been followed up with uh, with Hillary. And I, I think most people out there would would agree with me on that. And uh, that would have been a continuation of. Selling out Israel That's what Obama was doing So you know Supplying pallet loads of cash To Iran I mean good grief um, Who have Openly um, Threatened annihilation to Iran I just uh, the, the, the way I, uh, Israel has been able To hold back um, In the midst Of people calling for their Annihilation is just just amazing to me but anyways yeah there's a lot of bible prophecy uh happening right now Uh, we know that they're uncovering uh david's throne that uh that his throne has been found and uh you know there's a plume of dust on the backside of the of that city there as they're getting rid of the dirt as they um dig out david's throne and then uh, there's some other real significant things right there um a pool can't remember the name of the pool, but the pool that people would go through to be cleansed before they went up and brought their offering and there was a road that's all being uncovered and and why do I say that? I say all that to say this that that we know that our Messiah Jesus is going to sit in David's throne, so it's very significant it has to be unearthed it has to be uh, um, cleaned and unearthed for for him to come and and sit in that throne and so that's happening right now. Um, to me, that, that is, you know, it's, uh, wow, outside of a temple being built, um, I mean, we're very close, very close. There's a few more uh, conflicts, and I think that we're gearing up for the Psalms 83 war. Um, and I, I just, I could see that going live uh, anytime. So we're just watching, we're watching the, uh, uh, israel's enemies um trying to uh kill uh the citizens of israel you know you know kind of like jihad if you will uh the palestinians you know just just their their heart's desire like okay maybe my heart's desire might be you know to pursue the lord but but in my, uh, in my working life, you know, I might pursue something with a business or, or uh, a project that we're doing, you know. I think it's a healthy pursuit, a God-given pursuit, perhaps. But these Palestinians, their pursuit, their, their one dream is to kill Jews. So, wow. I mean, if that's not Bible prophecy, I, I don't know what is. I mean, we're just living in a time, where once again, they're going to come under oppression over there. And it's, uh, uh, but, but you know what? This time God, Jesus himself is going to return. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, these people that think they're going to lay that land to waste are in for a real rude awakening. Amen. So, uh, we'll watch and uh, see and watch and wait. Um, uh, and in the meantime, you know, be singing his praises. Uh, we have to stay, we have to stay upbeat. And the way you do that is to, uh, to praise him sing, uh, have the word of God being played in the background. Um, you know, just there's power in that word. And, uh, and it's, it certainly isn't going to be through this, uh, um, uh, spirit of, uh, defeatedness or a spirit of, uh, of death uh he he's come to give us life and life more abundantly and then the interesting thing with that is that he's come to do that in in a in a time that the world would think that we would lay down and quit but no um you know God's everything about God's kingdom is is different than than uh, and thank God for that different than the world's understanding of things so So, you know, even though our pastor is suffering greatly right now through watching his, uh, the love of his life kind of waste away in bed right now, he's, he's going through a really, really hard time. Yet I thought his message today was, was just really inspirational and, uh, full of life and, and not defeatedness, um, He understands that if the Lord decides to raise her up, amen, he uh, certainly is going to cry out for that and continue to cry out for that. But he knows ultimately that um, she will uh, be restored um, in the second coming of Christ, so um, that she's a saint. And there's no doubt in my mind that that woman is absolutely, I can say, no doubt in my mind at all that that woman is going to be, uh, um, at the Lord's feet, praising him for eternity. You know, she's just, so, ah, It it is tough. It's tough. Uh, um, you know, if you, if you're in one of these mega churches being told, you know, you're having your best life now and, and, uh, you know, blab it and grab it, uh, claim it. And, you know, uh, name it and claim it and all this prosperity gospel and stuff, you know, for, for the real Christians who are suffering, you know, those, those truly um, the saints, it's not easy. It's not easy. And, and I believe that uh, the saints, even though uh, we're persecuted and we got to go through tough times, uh, live a separate life uh, from the world, that there can be uh, abundance. There can be joy there can be and is renewal, um, but there is a part we have to play in it. We have to um, keep putting one foot in front of the other, so to speak, and walking it out. And uh, you know, um, so all that to say, folks, is that uh, we um, have the the spirit of the living God inside of us. And regardless of the fiery darts and the and the attacks and the uh, uh we can live a life victoriously on this earth um, it, It's not going to be through wealth and and uh you know all, all of these things maybe for some it can be um, I'm not saying that it's more complicated than that, but it certainly isn't uh the folks that are flying around on jets say, well, I've got a, you know, God is with me because I've got a jet or I've got uh, a mansion and, you know, multiple automobiles. No, I would say the real reward of riches would be somebody that's out serving the Lord, um, you know, um, reaching out to the community. I, I went tonight to, uh, uh, and I don't agree with uh, everything from the church itself, but, but bless them. They're, they're reaching out to the community and, uh, Everybody's got somewhere they could be Sunday evening, but they're out trying to uh feed and and love on the local community and and that's riches. That's riches. That's riches. Because God God blesses us when uh when we're his hands and his feet, amen. So if you are having a hard time and you're in a, in a situation that seems kind of kind of dead ended and hopeless, you know, get out and serve uh, his people, uh, the, the, the lost, get out and and do something outside of yourself. And, and for some reason, um, um, it's just, uh, there's a blessing in it. There's a blessing in it. Um, get outside of your own troubles. Get outside of your own uh, situation and let God use you. Maybe it's just smiling and, and shaking somebody's hand and, and loving them, you know, and and making them feel like a human again, you know, because the devil is, is trodden them down so far. They, they uh, We've got reports of people that, that are trying to kill themselves, and uh, there are people killing themselves. And there were just three suicides in our county that I know of just in the last month. And uh, I don't want it. I want to stand against that. Um, in Jesus' name, I can't do it in my own authority, but by the you know, claiming the blood and standing firm uh, on the promises and and the power of the name of Jesus Christ, uh, we can we can do battle, and we can uh, maybe, possibly, uh, one of you out there listening will save a life from damnation through Jesus Christ, uh, not you yourself personally, but. But you as a vessel of honor, uh, God could use you to reach out. I've heard Paul Begley talk about, you know, a dream he's had where, where he pulls up and there's this lake of fire and bodies are sliding down into the pit. And it just impacted me so, so much because, you know, through this story, uh, I, I could see him grabbing and dragging and trying to save those uh, uh, that are, that without, a helping hand are, are doomed. They're, they're going to go into a lake of fire for eternity. And he's just trying to pull and rip these people out. Now that's just a picture, but uh, it, it's not him physically or his strength that could do it. But, but by uh, reaching them through intercessorial prayer and, uh, and, uh you know, caring, praying and going out and, and meeting these people where they're at, uh, Anyways, I'm going to sign off. God bless uh God bless you out there if you have any prayer requests for us, please hit us up with a with a uh a prayer request or call into the show live. Uh and uh and pray for us too um as we do battle that and and bring these things to light that uh, that we would have uh, God's covering in Jesus name.
1: Amen. And uh just wanted to talk about one more thing you know he's talk he was talking about you know serving the lord and serving other people is what will bring you fulfillment in life and uh just reminded of uh there was a man who was friends with uh the great missionary uh james hudson taylor uh james hudson taylor was missionary to china and uh There was a guy named C.T. Studd, who was a famous uh, professional cricket player in England. Uh, James Hudson was from England as well. And so this professional cricket player, you know, he was successful. I'm sure he was probably rich or at least pretty well off. And uh, he, he pretty much had, you know, in a worldly sense, I'm sure he had everything could ever want. You know, he had fame, fortune, um, he had, you know, fun playing cricket. He loved doing that. And and so he um he decided to become a missionary and uh and he he fell away for well he got he got his first person saved, his first person that he had ever led to the Lord. Um, it brought him so much joy and happiness from just leading one person to the Lord that uh, after that, when he uh, he kind of backslid for a year and went back to playing cricket instead of fulfilling his calling of going to be a being a missionary, and then he heard a uh, a sermon from D. L. Moody, and then that that sermon brought back to his remembrance the, the joy that he had of of uh, leading just one person to the Lord and then because of that he decided, you know what, why am I why am I gonna, you know, not serve the Lord just to um, you know, just to play be a professional cricket player. And so he gave himself one hundred percent to being a missionary and going and, and saving lost souls and uh, uh so that's really what it's all about is saving the lost and and doing God's work and you know I have personally never I've, I've witnessed this of people but I still haven't um uh, you know led somebody to the Lord as far as I know and uh, and so that's that's what I'm Right now, really excited about I want to um, you know witness to more people when I'm out and about around town and and doing whatever and because that's what it's all about that's the greatest thing that a Christian could ever do is bring somebody out of darkness and into the light and there's there's just nothing that's more worthwhile than that. And uh, there's a poem written by C.T. Studd that's really amazing. And I'm going to read it here. It's called Only One Life. It says, Two little lines I heard one day, Traveling along life's busy way, Bringing conviction to my heart, And from my mind would not depart, Only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, yes only one. Soon will its fleeting hours be done. Then in that day my Lord to meet and stand before his judgment seat. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life in still small voice gently pleads for a better choice. Bidding me selfish aims to leave and to God's holy will to cleave. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, a few brief years, each with its burdens, hopes, and fears. Each with its clays I must fulfill, living for self or in his will. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. When this bright world would tempt me sore, when Satan would a victory score, When self would seek to have its way, then help me, Lord, with joy to save. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Give me, Father, a purpose deep. In joy or sorrow, thy word to keep. Faithful and true, whate'er the strife, pleasing me in my daily life. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. O let my love with fervor burn. And from the world now let me turn, living for thee and thee alone, bringing thee pleasure on thy throne. Only one life, t'will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, yes, only one. Now let me say, thy will be done. And when at last I'll hear the call, I know I'll 'Twas worth it all. Only one life, t'will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And when I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life has burned out for thee. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing, folks. Only what's done for Christ will last. Just remember that. Remember that and serve God with all your heart. And if you don't know him, then you've got to repent and turn away from your sins in order to be saved and uh, ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. So I hope you all enjoyed the show. Um, until next week, good night and God bless. Once I drifted out in sin, had no
0: hope. And my soul was burdened down with pride Then my Savior came along And he showed me I was wrong And he placed me on the winning side Well, I'm on the winning side Yes, I'm on the winning side Out in sin, no more will I abide I've enlisted in the fight For the cause of truth and right Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side I will never have a fear For my Lord is ever near And in Him so often I confide Well, He's the key gave him full control, and he placed me on the winning side.